there. Welcome to her opinion. Stop laughing at me, Ben. That uh, other okay. recording doesn't exist. I delete. It's gone. It's okay. We're allowed to have bloopers, but yeah. here we yeah. go. We've made it. We've made it to the intro. I, I messed up the intro, so I had to start again. Welcome to uh, season three, episode twenty-nine. The Nets haven't found a good trade yet, and I'm waiting. Yep. I feel like it's just tumbleweeds rolling across. You hear the crickets chirping. I think everyone's just waiting to see what happens there. It's look, and and the whole league's like kind of frozen, waiting to see if mm-hmm. if Kevin Durant will do anything or not, or if the Nets will do anything. Which I just keep seeing daily updates on betting apps and people <laughs> they're accepting bets on where they think Kevin Durant's gonna end up. And I think that is the most ridiculous thing in the whole wide world to bet on. If you are betting on whether Kevin Durant gets traded, you're an idiot. I mean it's crazy. If it's related to sports in any way, it you, you can bet on it. It's like what what color Gatorade is gonna be in the game this time. Like you can bet on anything. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd be leaning towards him staying. On the oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think they're asking too much and no- nobody's going to take it. No one's going to find no, a suitable trade. Anyone that can win right now can't afford to more, like to give up everything they have to get KD. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Because, I mean, obviously, if you're adding KD, you're obviously wanting to compete at a certain level. And, yeah, I mean, you need the team around him you can't just have kd so i think yeah no one's going to give up that much to uh, like, get him in because kd wants to go to like a, a team that's winning phoenix mm. um but phoenix don't want to give up all their depth like yes getting kd for certain people would be worth it but what the nets want and what phoenix are prepared to give up is two very uh different things so I think a lot of people want to get Kevin Durant. I don't think a lot of people are prepared to pay what the Nets currently want for Kevin Durant. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think the closest maybe that I've seen uh, was a four-team trade, I think. Uh, I, I don't know if we discussed it. <laughs> I don't know if we discussed it last episode or not, but uh, I don't know. It just seems like if they're going between four teams... Um, I think it pretty much ended up with the Nets getting Donovan Mitchell, which kind of also answers that question too, because uh, a little bit of uh, question mark around. Who, who's getting there. Russ? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Uh, this is actually between the Nets, the Suns, the Pacers, and the Jazz. So okay. no Russ involved in this somehow. Um, but I'll quickly break it down for you. Actually, those Russ trades, bro, are absolute garbage. Yes. <laughs> no one wants to get Russ. Yeah, it's kind of like a garage sale, but you haven't really got anything that that interesting. I feel like the Lakers have just put a little cardboard sign out the front, like one Russell Westbrook going for <laughs> going for this little uh, dollar store price. But no, um, so Nets get Mitchell, uh, Michael Bridges, and Miles Turner. Obviously, that's from Pacers and Suns and Jazz. Uh, the Suns get Kevin Durant. Uh, Pacers get uh, DeAndre Ayton which is not going to happen now because obviously he's re-signed with the Suns and the Jazz end up with all the leftovers pretty much. So they get Simmons and Cam Thomas from the Nets and they get five picks from Phoenix, uh, Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, yeah, eight and off the table. But, that, but even that is ridiculous in my mind and that's the closest I've seen. So The, the problem with these like three or four um, trades is that like one team has to take the L and I just don't know why Jazz would say yes to this. Hmm. Ben Simmons isn't moving the needle. Like, look, Ben Simmons is a good player, but at the moment, Ben Simmons' value is so low. 
Yeah. And, you know, you're giving up Donovan Mitchell and you're getting back Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas. Mm. Not worth. And, like, you, what, you're getting four picks from Phoenix? With the way Phoenix are constructed yeah. at the moment, though, the next four years of picks are going to be high. They're not going to be low picks, so not really worth it. One from Cleveland via India, Indiana, like that might be something, but is it protected? This doesn't tell you there's protections. Yeah, exactly. And then three swaps with Phoenix. Again, Phoenix is not going to be low on... Like, they're not going to be low for the next couple of years, at least while Book is... He- as long as Book is healthy, they're not going to be getting good draft picks. Yeah, Exactly, and I think that's the problem. Just quickly with uh with the Mitchell uh, hypothetical trades with New York and stuff, right? Is that most of um I mean New York actually have a lot of their picks, but most of the other teams they have picks from are also going to be probably like competing quite well. So I think they've got a Dallas pick, for example. So that's going to be uh, not a very high pick because obviously Dallas is going to be trying to compete. Uh, and yeah, it ends up that even if the Jazz get like six or so picks from Mitchell, then none of them are really going to be lottery picks. So kind of what's the point giving up a lottery player for yeah not much in return so seems like a little bit of a stagnant point in terms of those uh big two names so it's have to keep posted i've just yeah i i just i don't know why people think that the jazz or indiana or whatever will just take the l of the trade like why would Mm -hmm. they do that like i'm sorry like as much as i want to see kevin durant traded if that's what he really wants everyone has to come out being reasonably happy and i just all of these three or four trade deals always seem to have someone taking a huge l yeah i think it's hard enough to get two teams to agree on a trade let alone four teams with so many pieces so (laughs) pretty illogical look i'm just gonna go out and record and say i want to see kevin durant play with Kyrie and ben simmons yeah We've, a good point too. we've said this before and I'll say it again. The Nets actually look like they have a pretty nice looking roster at the moment. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because we obviously we saw so little of uh, Harden and Kyrie and KD. But I mean, uh, I guess Ben Simmons got a lot of question marks around, around him at the moment. But I think we've discussed previously, like defensively, I think the good presence uh, dishing the ball out to the other two scorers. Yeah, I think it actually could be a good... You have a potential starting five of Kyrie, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, and Nicholas Claxton with a backup four of Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, and De'Ray Sharp. Who the hell? De'Ray. I'm dyslexic, I swear. De'Ron? De'Ron, yeah. (laughs) De'Ron. Too many apostrophes. Man. God damn. Um, and then you still got TJ Warren from Indian uh, from Indiana. I don't know why I keep trying to say Indianapolis today. That's Indiana. Um, and you see, yeah, you still got TJ Warren from Indiana. That isn't mm. that is a, a small forward. So like that's not a terrible group of people. Yeah, because I mean, really, they I mean they lost uh, Drummond and Bruce Brown and Dragic. Yeah, uh, but. They did pick up, yeah, Royce O'Neal from Utah, TJ from Indiana. Uh, TJ has had that, I think, foot injury for quite a while now, but we saw what he could worth, do in the bubble for Indiana. Worth, he played pretty well. Worth the risk. So. Yeah, exactly. Worth the risk. So, so I think, yeah, still a solid team. So, so yeah, th- there's a lot of potential. Look, there's a lot of scoring potential. Mm. If, if Between Kyrie, Patty Mills, Harris, Curry and Kyrie, sorry, Curry and Kyrie, uh, and Kevin Durant, like, that's a really good core. 
Mm-hmm. And like we've mentioned, the rule changes will benefit Ben Simmons playing in transition. This team wants to play fast and play in transition. I think they've got a really good, good. You know, they've seen a couple of good free agency picks and uh, signings, and they're looking. This team honestly could be in contention next year if they can get everything together and be healthy and not have any Kyrie shenanigans. I think, or, yeah, I mean, assuming all the players actually play, you get Simmons and Kyrie playing the whole season, and, I mean, Jerry Harris back as well. I think, yeah, it's not a, a bad team. team. Yeah, could, we're kind of, like, could... waiting for him to move elsewhere to see where he goes. But I think, yeah, the, honestly, staying is not the worst. But I think it's just too many question marks. I think that's why, uh, I guess, Katie wants out. People are kind of expecting expecting that. But, yeah, not too bad. Um, you did mention as well, pick up a few extra free agents because... Honestly, yeah, a couple extra pieces could help. What free agents are we talking about in terms of who's left and where do you think that, uh, I guess, those names could end up? So, Ben passes the alley-oop to Harry and Harry's <laughs> going to slam dunk it. So, we've got a couple of... these. Are, I haven't done a full list, but like these are like some of the bigger names that I think are available still. So, you've got Dennis Schroeder, um, which I'm honestly surprised that Dennis hasn't been picked up yet, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I think he's incredibly valuable um, compared to who else is available. Um, <laughs> actually, today, Dennis actually... Uh, LeBron uh, commented on Dennis's Instagram about something, and then Dennis was like, hey, what do you think? Like, literally messaged him on Insta being like, hey, you want to get the gang back together in LA? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw so, he's like, oh, right, we should run it back, yeah? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can I, can I have that bag now? Yeah. So, um... <laughs> And I think the thing with Dennis Schroeder is that he can slot in wherever you need. Like, he came off the bench for Boston. He, I think he came off the bench for the Rockets, but that was the Rockets. Um, And we were just like, hey, whatever. And he was like, cool, I get to have fun and not really play that seriously. But um, I think the thing that makes Dennis so valuable is if you've got injuries or people need rest days, he can start and he can come off the bench. Like, he's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um depending on where he goes he like, he's a starter he can be a starter he's definitely a starter in certain teams but if there's a lot of depth he will come off the bench he did it quite happily in boston so i think he's a really versatile piece where do i want to see him go though gosh he really okay i didn't i didn't consider that um <laughs> You've really thrown that on me. What 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 do you think about? Hold up, let me. The the right, problem well, is is that he's a guard and there's not a lot of places. Yeah, I think the one the one team I do remember. I think last episode I mentioned that is lacking in the guard department are the Hornets. I know yes. he's already. I think he's already been there. Uh, has he? My God, he's been so many teams. I can't remember. Uh, so I would say yeah, Hornets is an option. Um, I definitely think he he will be picked up by a team. I think by the end of free agency. Uh, oh absolutely i don't know where but i definitely agree like you said he he's got value both off the bench or starting if required it so yeah i think i think he'll he'll be picked up obviously not a huge huge contract like he was asking for the infamous off season but uh, yeah yeah. i think where he goes depends on how much pay he wants like like does he want to go for someone that's competitive and take a less money or is he going to go for whoever pays him the most yeah because if he goes to whoever pays him the most he could end up at like indiana the spurs something mm -hmm. like that um i like the idea of him going on the hornets the hornets could definitely use him what about if he went to dallas 
That's actually not a bad point because obviously they uh, moved Brunson, so they lost their starting point guard. Uh, I mean, Luke is obviously going to like fit in wherever they need him, but at the moment he's pretty much the starting point guard. So I don't hate that. Even if, even if he comes off the bench for Dallas, he could. Oh, worst, Imagine yeah. like Dennis Schroeder, Christian Wood coming off the bench. That could be firepower there. So. And like Dennis is a bit of and and Dennis is a bit of defense with a bit of firepower as well. Mm. The Dallas Mavericks could definitely use some um, some defense. That's true because that's definitely something they improved uh, last season. So, I mean, not not the worst, not the worst. I think yeah, made conference Mavs finals. It's mm, true because I mean they're looking to maybe put a few cherries on top of their roster after Kemp Woods. So. Not a bad, not a bad Schroeder, idea. Schroeder could be a nice cherry. Anyway, <laughs> um, then we've got Montreal Harrell, uh, Montrez Harrell. Mm. Uh, uh, he was on an expiring last year, which is why he got traded. Um, look, everyone, Montrez Harrell's got a lot of value as like a defensive enforcer kind of guy. Um, I don't know if his legal problems have been sorted yet, though. So I think that's mm. a bit of a question mark because. Felony drug charges um, are not great. <laughs> That's so true. I can't really find anything. I've just done a quick Google and I can't. Heat link to Mod to Montrez Harrell as Kevin Durant talks stall. Okay, maybe he's going back to the Heat or going to the Heat. Heat reportedly viewed his favorite to sign Montrez Harrell. Um, uh, Lakers have said that Montrez will never play for LA again. Um, court date delayed. Here we go. Is this is my article? Court date delayed again for Hornet for former Hornets player stopped with three pounds of marijuana. Okay, it's been pushed back, so he's just. I guess he's going to get signed, and that's just going to be a little cloud over his head. Um, look, yeah, I don't have a huge like. He needs to go here. I'd honestly like for him to go back to the Hornets. I liked him on mm-hmm. the Hornets. I thought he enjoyed the. I thought he enjoyed the uh, being down there and the people there, but I think Montrez will definitely end up on more of a may not on like the number one contender team, but I think he'll end up at a contender because he'll probably take you know you'll get him on the the vet minimum or something, and he'll he'll play where where people want him. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah, I think regardless of outside of basketball, I think it's probably possible for someone to sign him anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, Hassan Whiteside's up for grabs, and I think people always want centers. There, mm. especially the last couple of years, like you've got your people like um, Dwight Howard, um, uh, who's Superman. Um, 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 well, oh, Javale Dwight- McGee, Superman in my mind, but <laughs> yeah, Javale McGee, Dwight Howard, Demarcus Covens, Blake Griffin. Like these guys have been moving around a lot, so I think there's definitely there's all, like, yeah, as a good backup center. Uh, Hassan Whiteside's definitely got uh, potential. Who needs a backup center? I'm just trying to think. Like, uh, what about? Uh, off the top of my head, I mean, the Clippers are a little bit thinner at center now because I think they did move Hardenstein yeah. um, to New York. Definitely, uh, so yeah. I think Clippers really um... just got Zoo back, and they got some forwards. But yeah, so I think Clippers could be an option. Um, I was thinking maybe the Timberwoods. Is Nas Reed any good? I don't know who that uh, is. He actually, he's decent. And I, uh, the difference is as well, I will mention Hassan is a little bit one-dimensional. I yes. think he's obviously like, 
yeah, rebound defense, like uh, in that regard, pretty strong. But yeah, not really a scoring threat at all um, in terms of like no shooting range or anything, which I think mm. some other centers have. So yeah, for example, Nas, I think he's has got value on the Wolves uh, with a little bit of range. Okay. And also, I don't know if, if between Gobert and Towns and... I mean, actually, no, I think you're right. They probably could use another like true center because um, I think a lot of their forwards are kind of... Uh, Wing wingmen between small forward power so I think forwards. The Timberwolves definitely don't want to play Carl Anthony Towns in center. They want him to be the stretch four. Mm. So it's good to have. Yeah, or I was thinking maybe the Nets. Like the Nets could probably use another center. Yeah, that's true as well. I think. Uh, I hope that the Nets could get someone a little bit better, but again, they don't have a lot of flexibility. Mm. So yeah, they've got quite a small roster at this point. So yeah. So so basically, I'm just gonna bunch these people together. Sorry, but you've got Hassan Whiteside, Blake Griffin, Demarcus Cousins, Dwight Howard, and Lamarcus Aldridge, who are all good. Like they're good bench backup pieces. Mm. Yeah, really... a little older, but still provide value a lot. Um, like, and I think the... Aldridge as well. Aldridge and Griffin both on the Nets too. So I mean, the Nets should at least bring one of these guys back You'd to hope. keep some size. You'd hope. Uh, um, I, I think honestly, I think of all of these guys, Dwight Howard is very valuable. He's mm-hmm. probably still on the younger side. He's really accepted his role of being a backup center and mm-hmm. plays a very complimentary game. Um, yeah. And I think Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins. We've always been a bit of a fan of Demarcus Cousins, but he's. I think he's the wild card. He he'll have nights where he he can still get. 30, what was what did he get on the Nuggets? Like thirty points one night. He went off he one night. He's got thirty plus. Yeah, for the so, Nuggets last. I think Demarcus Cousins still has that potential to really go off, um, but that's sort of against like his injury history and he still sometimes gets a bit, fu- bit frustrated and fouls out or gets tech. So you, that's sort of the, the risk you take. But I think DeMarcus Cousins, if you can keep him calm and, you know, let him feast on a, on a second unit has a lot of potential. I think he's the, dare I say it, almost the highest upside, mm. but there's high also, risk, yeah, very high risk, very high reward. Um, but Dwight's very, uh, very, uh, you know, Dwight Howard's very uh, solid. Um, I've always enjoyed Blake Griffin's hustle on defense. That man plays hard. <laughs> That's true. He's had, he's had a lot of good um, possessions for the Nets over the last uh, last season or so. He's, so. He's, he's one of the few people that I'd, I love to watch him guard uh, Giannis. He really bo- like puts his body on the line, really pu- like hustles hard and disrupts Giannis as much as possible as much as you can yeah, we don't um, see him posterizing people as much as he did back on his uh, Clippers days but no. we see him on the ground a lot more <laughs> hustling for loose balls so <laughs> it's it's great he hustles hard um uh, there was a did you hear that Alex Caruso did a uh, another podcast uh, did another episode with JJ Redick oh that's gonna be good <laughs> it was I I haven't I've only listened to a couple of snippets but there's one snippet where he says that guarding Giannis is really hard because he gets away with so many offensive fouls I did actually hear that yeah I heard that quote and it's it's very true though that man runs over people so much and the way that he look look I I don't want to like look I just want to be really really clear I respect Giannis I think he's a great player he's grown into a really really top player um i will just never forgive him for his first mvp because that was james harden's mvp and Giannis was not the best player in the league <laughs> that'll always be something haunting you i, I will never <laughs> forgive him for that 
because he just oh. he got the story of oh it's Giannis's first one man anyway uh, <laughs> we'll never forgive him but but and I don't want to get on the like because there's like the people that like love Giannis and then there's, there's there's a bit of a Giannis you know once you get to the top Giannis you get the you get the hate bandwagon as well so I just mm. want to be really really clear I do not hate Giannis I don't want to jump on this hate bandwagon that is happening i think he's a great player however i do think that he is reckless on offense mm. actually this is a, this is an interesting topic because i think not just Giannis, but a lot of the like really physical players i think that's a good point that crusoe made in terms of defense because they can just bully you and they get away with a lot but i think it can sometimes work the other way depending on how the refs are officiating because be, them being so strong I think on the other end, uh, they can get absolutely hacked uh, or when they're defending, they can get bullied around and don't get called the other way because they're so strong. And I think that, I guess, it's just the impacts which would knock someone else over, don't knock them over. Yeah, yeah. So it can work both ways, but I, I, I definitely see the point. I get what you're saying, but like the way that Giannis like, spins with his elbows out and mm. the way that he just... like There are definitely plays where he just runs full pelt into people, not as even try to like run past them, just run straight through them. It's dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely seen the problem as well as elbows. I've definitely seen a few clips of that. So, yeah, Giannis has a big elbowing problem, and <laughs> he and and I and honestly, like again, not hating objectively, I do think that Giannis gets away with a lot of offensive fouls, mm. a lot. If you watch yeah. his games, he gets away with a lot. And I feel like some of it may not be entirely intentional or malicious, but a lot of it he knows kind of his limits, what he can get away with, and probably does abuse that a bit. So, yes. Yeah. Reckless. That's why I use reckless, because I don't think he's doing it in a dirty way. Hmm. I, I hope he's not doing it in a dirty way. There is cases to be made that he does. But at the end of the day, he kind of knows what he's doing, and he knows he can get away with it, so that's why it's reckless. Because I understand wanting to win games and wanting to get points and you know, being the hardest you can to stop, but it's reckless. He knows that it's, I, I think you would know with the way he keeps connecting with people that it's going to happen, but that's, that's the way he plays, but the refs let him get away with it. So I just want to put that out there that yes, Giannis is reckless. And I hope that we get a bit more parody on how he's officiated. I, uh, he's getting the superstar treatment kind of. Yeah, a bit, but at the same time, on the flip side, I'll also say that when someone is that, ridiculously quick and strong and that size in the one package i feel like it would be a shame almost to like nerf that so it, yeah. i mean yeah it, he does get away with stuff but i think just his play style is unstoppable regardless i feel so it's, yeah i i definitely see where you are coming from where just when he from, spins but... the way he spins so hard and fast with his elbow out and he knows that there's someone there mm. i have a problem with that yeah, I think, it, yeah, the elbows is one thing, I suppose. But yeah, just his size is, yeah, I think entertaining to watch in some regards. Uh, so. I have a problem with that. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, so uh, what else is happening? Did you hear that uh, Russell Westbrook... Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, Russ and his manager broke up. He's, uh, yes. he's not with his manager anymore. And I've heard rumors or discussions that... Uh, Russ's manager was telling him to stay in LA and Russ was like, nah, man, I want out. And Russ's manager's like, nah, man, the best thing for you right now is to stay in LA because 
like don't ask out it's just gonna make a big mess and russ is like nah man i'm still a, a, a i've read i can't verify this but i've read that russ still thinks that he's a a starter a uh what's the word a a top like a big three uh, an offensive threat mm-hmm. a, a potential he's it just sounds like he's his head so far up his butt it's not even funny he's yeah he's he's certainly overly optimistic is a very polite way to put it <laughs> that that is that is perfect yeah he still thinks he's a, yeah. he's very overly optimistic and it's just like bro you need to uh, you're on this big contract man you really need to start you, you need to start looking at you know, we we made the joke that Mello needs to give him the talk, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. And the manager or agent, obviously, kind of trying to be, uh, I guess, wants the best for the player, but it gets to the point where he can only take so much, I suppose. He's uh, untradeable. I, yeah. And no I think one. They've, they've been together for how many years? So I think it's fair enough to. No to one wants Russ. Yeah. Not exactly a hot asset at the moment. So Lakers don't want Russ, but they can't get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, um, apparently, AD and LeBron and Russ have had a bit of a bit of a chit chat, bit of a catch up to uh, that, to say, yeah, we're we're still in this together. But that's PR, bro. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that's uh, probably the opposite case. I think LeBron's like, oh yeah, Russ, yeah, yeah, we, we're cool, it's, and then behind it, the scenes, he's trying to move him. It's PR to try and make things look better than it is because yeah. no one has all of those. Has anyone re-signed with the Lakers that was on the Lakers last year? I don't think so. In terms of re-signings, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think anyone's. No one's like confirmed. Yeah, I think it's all up in the air. And I mean, half of these guys are probably old enough to retire anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but like you got Melo Anthony, DJ Augustine, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, Mason Jones, Mac McClung, Malik Monk has actually signed somewhere else. But like none of these guys have come back. That's true. Why would you I'd like to p- see Mac McClung on the team, to be honest, because he's, he's not a rookie, I don't think. So I think he did actually play a bit last season. Uh, but he's been in the... Uh, G League, I think, for a while, a um, couple seasons. But he's he's fun to watch. He was incredible in Summer League. So I think at this point, you bring up some of the younger guys and move away some of the guys like maybe Ellington or something who are getting a bit it's, on the older side. It's it's like, what are you... Yeah, why would you re-sign with the Lakers? It's a mess. Those big three yeah. are not working. Russ is impossible to play with. He's delusional. <laughs> Mo- yeah. LeBron hasn't signed an extension and is probably going to walk next year for nothing. Mm. He he has he, he's like a black hole. He's sucked in all the assets, and now he's going to leave back to Cleveland. <laughs> but you've got AD who looks like a fruitcake in terms of crumbly uh, ankles, and ankles, and <laughs> just yep. everything. He 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 looks so soft, and you're not going to get a full season out of him. So, like it's this team looks like a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll we'll see uh, who ends up coming back out of those uh, unrestricted free agents. And if uh, Russ demands a trade, that's gonna be a really big mess. Like, yeah, it's no one. Like, that's the thing. I think even if Russ demands a trade, no one wants him. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is they actually have the new uh, new coach coming in next season, Darvin Ham. So apparently, he's wanting Westbrook to have a little bit more of an off ball 
uh, kind of role, which Good is luck. reasonable. But Good luck. Russ is obviously not a fan of that either. So. <laughs> Russ always plays how Russ wants to play. Yeah. So we will see. Um, I just want to uh, let's just quickly throw out there that Miles Bridges has been officially charged with domestic violence and child abuse. Um, guys, uh, look for the couple of people that listen to this podcast, don't smack your wife or your partner and don't smack your kids. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty pretty simple. Pretty, uh, uh, yeah, pretty simple, pretty serious stuff. Cause now he's, you know, costing himself. It's not about the money, but he's in a, he's in a really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's in a, what do you call it? He's very lucky. He's in a to be able to play in the NBA is honestly a once in a lifetime opportunity, and oh, right, to yeah. throw it away for something preventable and silly. No, I don't want to say silly, but you know, th- there's better ways to handle things than than smacking your family around. And I <laughs> yeah, think- that's a way to put it. But and not only that is that he had his best season of his career last season and was looking like a hot asset. So I think just such bad timing as well. I mean, who knows how long it's been going for, but. Um, yeah, I think, it, yeah, I don't think any team should pick him up, but it's just kind of crazy that if he had been a better person, I suppose, or uh, I think, yeah, he could have been looking at a really good contract. So you're telling me that he can't afford therapy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways. He to, to he could probably it, afford so. his own therapist. Yeah. So it's uh, just disappointing. So, Make sure yeah. you reach out, lads, if you're having trouble. Um, yeah. But in good news, um, DeAndre Ayton has officially signed with the Phoenix Suns, and they've done this like whole like big piece about how happy they are to have him. It's a whole lot of PR. It's a bit of PR, but it also like, you know what? I read the ESPN article. There was an ESPN article that came out, and I honestly feel like they're trying to patch things up and be adults and and get like you know work on on winning a championship because at the end of the day, they both got what they wanted. The Phoenix Suns wanted a four year max instead of a five year and Deandre Ayton got his bag. Yeah, it was, yeah, obviously a bit of uncertainty with him getting off from other teams. But yeah, like you said, I think they both pretty much got what they wanted. So yeah, move on past that and just, uh, look at the future, which is a good call. Ownership have made a big fuss about Deandre Ayton, Monty's, you know said to the media how happy like you know monty's gone on record and said that there was no doubt that they weren't going to match the offer so i think maybe it was just like you know just silly negotiating tactics and they just got a little bit in the way and now i think they can move on i hope they can move on um deandre said he wants to win with his brothers again so i think uh i'm hoping this is a happy ending and that everyone can get along and i really want to see phoenix up there again because deandre Ayton was really important to the phoenix suns and that's why they maxed him yeah definitely so yeah ended up i think yeah good situation for them both there. yeah and let's let's finish off because we're going to do a bit of a shorter episode today there's not a lot happening in the nba hopefully next week some things happen otherwise you know we'll always find something to talk about but we're not going <laughs> to extend this this podcast more but uh, we've got a picture in our uh, in our Google Doc of the Cavs' new uniform. Ben, yep. take uh, it away. Passing through the mic here because, okay, yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it yet, uh, the Cavaliers have unveiled their new home away and alternate uh, jerseys for next season. And again, I think Harry, you couldn't have put it in better words than last episode with the Jazz uniform or a couple episodes ago that it <laughs> looked like training jerseys. I I don't understand what the theme is now. 
with just no trim on the collar or sleeves and just going just one color, just plain numbers, plain text. I don't understand this trend. It makes me sad as a designer. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, like, disappointing. Look, I understand that from a monetary perspective that they like to have different jerseys each year, so it gives you an incentive to buy them. Um, but these look like bad, like, like it's it, they look like the jerseys we wear when we play basketball. Like it looks like some amateur company is like, yeah, mate, we can't afford the two tones, so just give us one color with like the team name and a number. Like that's what it yep. looks like. That's a great analogy. Oh my gosh, it doesn't look good. Yeah. I I'm very sad because one of like part of my fa- like but my favorite part of the year is judging the new uniforms and like i'm hoping that the city editions knock my socks off this year because this is just so far the two uniforms i've seen have been so disappointing yeah yeah i definitely agree the the city jerseys are definitely the the fun part of the year getting to look at those but yeah i'm just not not impressed with the home jerseys like honestly if one of this was like the city jersey i'd be like cool it's just one of the one of the jerseys we can live with that but doing your like your stock standard home away and alternate all without any trim, just the monotone. Yeah. It just seems, I don't know if they're, they're trying to save money in their, in their um, marketing or design department or what, but yeah. I like grandpa it's, it's, to say, Oh yes, I like this red. Hmm, we'll just make the whole thing red. Nice and simple for me eyes. Like what are they doing? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's minimal, but then there's just lazy, and I think this is erring on the side of lazy. Uh, not quite as bad as the Jazz's redesign, I'll say that much. At least they've kept the <sighs> same logos and aesthetic. But no, you know what? You know what? No, 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 no. This is worse than the Jazz one. The only redeeming factor for the Jazz's new uniforms is that that Jazz, the the first one, the the Mountain Peak Jazz, the the throwback jersey. Well, that one—that's the whole—that's the point because that one is the throwback jersey. Their standard home away and alternate are the super basic boring ones. So, yes. When when are they wearing the throwback? Is that like just? Well, I guess these days Nike doesn't actually like enforce white for home, color for away anymore. You can just wear whatever whenever you feel like it, as long as it doesn't clash. So hopefully they'll wear the nice okay. purple um, throwback '90s jersey as much as possible. <laughs> um, and let's, at least they got the matching court. But let's yeah. do it this way. All these jerseys suck except for the throwback from the Jazz. That's a yep. tight jersey. Yeah, that is classic. And I, yeah, I'm a fan of that. But it just, yeah, I, I hope that more teams don't change their their home away jerseys like, like this like, because it just seems very lazy and uh, unimaginative. Just like, it, honestly, just keep last season jersey. <laughs> it's like the Cavs, like, you know, you know when the Jazz are like, hey, Hey, Cavs, you can borrow my homework. Just, like, change it so it looks different, yeah? <laughs> oh, that's actually so good. We should definitely pop that on meme somewhere. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so we're going to keep an eye out. I might do some Googling and see if there's any other jerseys around. And hopefully this trend doesn't continue because this is just really, really not fun. We don't like this. I don't like this. You don't like this. It's lame. Yeah. Uh, I don't get too strongly opinionated about too many things, but... Don't mess with the jerseys, man. <laughs> terrible. These are oh, terrible. This, yes. Look, if this trend continues, this might be the first year where I don't buy a jersey. And I like to buy at least a jersey a season. I try yeah. to. I try to. Oh. But these are terrible. Look. And then that, yeah, that's it. Sorry to, sorry to end it on a downer. Not a downer, but like <laughs> the Cavs just don't know how to copy homework very well. <laughs> yeah. 
I think so, if anything, it's a it's a positive message because it's a call to the other teams to do better, do and better, drop some fire jerseys. Yes, please. Uh, so yeah. thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Give us five stars if the app you're listening on wants five stars, and tell your friends. And keep watching the space. We're gonna keep going. This is season three. We're super pumped. We're super excited. Stay tuned. Yeah, I was like, Ben, please yeah. come in, say something, <laughs> Ben. Oh, man. And oh. we'll see you next episode. Yep. Peace. We out. See ya. Bye.